Welcome to Eclipse, the Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 4, Episode 13, Volume 5, <laughs> Upon This Rock. Ba-ba! I like your commitment to the bit of doing all the numbers when I'm just like, this is just 413 as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I think it's funny, so I just it keep is doing funny. it. No, it is funny. <clears throat> Uh, we do have a little bit of news today. It's from a bit of an unexpected person. We don't hear from him as much as we have from several others throughout the run of our podcast, anyway. Mm-hmm. We've got Sendhill casting news, news, Woo. news. He has joined the CBS drama Good Sam in a recurring role. And I'll give you a, <laughs> I'll give you a synopsis. As told by TV Line, for what Good Sam is. Good Sam follows Sam, a gifted heart surgeon who thrived in her new leadership role as the chief of surgery after Griff, her boss, who is also a renowned doctor, fell into a coma. Now that Griff has woken up months later demanding to resume his duties, Sam grapples with surviving an egotistical expert who never acknowledged her talent and who also happens to be her father. Now, <laughs> Sendel is playing the new spouse to her mother and the other guy's obviously ex. So he will be there in a recurring fashion. I wonder what kind of trope they'll do with his character. Like if he'll actually be like a real good dude or if he'll just be like an obnoxious shit. Like Asher is described as an intelligent, serene and centered as well as self possessed with a sense of humor. And he's a licensed therapist as well. Oh, boy. He gets to psychoanalyze this thing between the characters. Okay, that's what they're doing. I got you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, yep. And, and then that is the, the only time I will care about that show. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know what network it was on. That's how disconnected I am from network television. It could have been on CBS. I It could have been on NBC. I, it could have been on Fox. I don't know. Yeah, not exactly rushing to go watch this when it comes out, but that's okay. Yeah, I like the odd medical drama here and there, but like, eh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get but that work for, sent home. Yeah, good for him. Get that money. <laughs> Get that paper. Mm-hmm. Stay stay gainfully employed. <laughs> one of the one of the comments. <laughs> I feel bad for him joining a doomed series. He's such a good actor. <laughs> well, if you look at his IMDb. <laughs> He's pretty used to that, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm not even just talking about our show, like... Oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah. He's done yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I thought about for a minute, like, checking in on his run on The Flash, but I haven't watched The Flash in, like, a million years, so... Well, that, the rest of that comment was he did a fine job as blood work on The Flash. That's what I've heard, and so I'm like, oh, and I do like that character, and like, yeah. Maybe one day, I don't know. Isn't it funny how, like, post-Tumblr, it seems harder to expose yourself to things that you aren't watching? Does that make sense? Because, yeah. like, you're not being inundated with, like, gift sets and stuff, which are basically just silent movies of what you're missing. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm far less aware of other things that are happening because nobody does that anymore. Like, you see it on TikTok a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, because I've been on Tumblr for the past week. Have you really? 
Yeah, I've been going on maybe even two weeks. I've been bored and checking out what's going on. Maybe I need and to, like, like, find new people to follow or something, because every time I go on, it's just, like, the same two people, and it depresses the fuck out of me. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the other thing, is I think I also need to find some new people, but I've gotten to the juicy, like, they're blocking tags, trying to make it, like, definitely even more PG than what it is. Oh, my God. That's Because so they had fucked. blocked, they had blocked Tony the Tiger, and they had docked, I think, uh, blocked, what was it, a uh, girl or something like that as a t- Okay. <laughs> Blocking Tony the Tiger is the only thing that has made me smile, like, legit in, like, I don't know, 12 hours. <laughs> Apparent, apparently they reverse it and they're like, the tiger's loose. <laughs> Let people be horny over a cereal mascot. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that was one where it was like, apparently I just started and people were, like, digging deep on Tumblr being like, we're trying to really buckle in because, you know, we've got our app on the iOS store, so it's all, like, Apple bullshit, you know what I mean? Oh my god. I don't understand. So they're restricting even more. Y'all should be happy anyone is even still fucking deigning to visit your URL at this point. Like. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, and what are you doing instead? You're just ruining it as hard and fast as you can. Like, even further. That stuns me. That genuinely stuns me. Yeah, so that was like a week or two ago that that was happening. Yeah, like, I'm looking at my dash right now, and it's literally just, like, one person. <laughs> yeah, I've got, like, five people, oh, maybe, that I, I see around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hey. like, I mean, I like this person, but also it's like, good lord, I would like a little variety. That's the point of Tumblr, so. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, might as well just be on one person's Twitter, you know? Like, ugh. I mean, I'm not time, contributing to it because I'm not fucking reblogging anything, so I'm just right, silently sitting on your desk. But that's it, right? It's at the same time, you don't want people to keep it going, really, because I think, like, it should have already died, and I'm kind of surprised that it's still hanging in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't want to, like, reward that sort of censorship. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm certainly not active on there anymore. And I'm sure lots of people are the same way. But because it's like a catch-22, right? It's like... That is why people aren't being active on it, but also you would like people to be active on it because then you could maybe see something interesting and it could be a better website again, but it can't be because, like, yeah, so. It's like, just my, <laughs> I get it. My dash has amused me. It's the people that are like, I've planted my flag in here and I don't want to go to Twitter or yeah, TikTok yeah. or anything because nothing quite services you no. in the same fashion as Tumblr no. does. No, it really doesn't. Maybe because of, like, all the dumb, like, early O's, or early to mid-O things that are coming back, maybe people will, like, try to take Tumblr back. That might be genuinely interesting. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, it's so easy to copy that website. The the format is so easy to copy. There are so many copycats that emerged after the whole, like, porn, like, you know, exodus or whatever. The the great banination. Like, I don't understand why somebody hasn't just ripped it off and, like, mm-hmm. sent everyone there. You know what I mean? I really don't. But I guess TikTok came along and was much more, you know, it, it fit that vibe for people coming up. So Close, but not quite. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I can certainly scroll it for hours, but yeah, no, it's not quite the same. So. Yeah. And, like, Instagram's fine, too, but, like, it's also really not the same, so... I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, I've just noticed that I'm far less aware of things that I don't watch than I used to be. I used to be quite aware of things I don't watch, if that makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. It used to be like, oh, yeah, I know that character. They do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, have you seen that? Absolutely not. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, and the other social medias that are not Tumblr, definitely. Yeah. It doesn't really work the same way, yeah. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not as, like, easy for you to be passive and just sort of, like, absorb all this shit. But, yeah, yay, Sendel. Yay for staying gainfully employed. Good job, Tim. Yeah, get that work. Maybe we'll see some more familiar names soon because we are getting into pilot season. Yeah. Some more castings. I mean, if they got it, I mean, they better do it now if I think they're going to do it. Because, like, <laughs> ain't nobody know what the next couple months are going to hold, so. Yep, yep, yep. Alrighty. So, should we just dive right into the episode then? Yeah, let's get into it. Which, um, if you recall... And how could you not, if you've been listening to us, that we've been dreading this for, I don't know, two years? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, guess what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's fine. <laughs> it's just fine. It's like capital F fine period behind it, but it's not bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There's nothing offensive about it. No, but there's nothing exciting about it. So, that's yeah. what we've come, mm-hmm. come down to. <laughs> not, not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some cool, it's an interesting, like, you know, big events in terms of the chronology of the series that happen. But um, other than that, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to have to think back and re-examine what my least favorite episode is now. Yeah, I guess me too. And you know what? It's probably going to be something from, like, season one or two, and people are going to get their pitchforks, and I yeah. don't give a fuck. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Some freaking Nikki centric hour. It will be though. It will be something where you're like, huh? Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably something else, and it probably involves an Ali Larda character having way too much screen time. So, <laughs> oops. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do that in our big, big wrap up before reborn. That's we'll cross that episode. bridge when we come to it. We sure will. We <laughs> sure fucking will. All right, so we open the episode with a Mohinder log, even though Mohinder is not in this episode. <laughs> um, and it serves as like a, a previously on Heroes because we're seeing the Nathan fall. We're like, because this was our mid-season opener. Because after the fifth stage, we had like our December, January break, you know, this came back in January. So we're just being reminded of all the hero stuff, the Emma and the cello, about Samuel mur- murdering Joseph, and it's like a two-minute-long previously on Heroes. <laughs> yeah, it really is, though. <laughs> so we come back in to Claire picking up trash at the carnival, and who should be watching her but Eli? And Claire's kind of like, eh, about it, and Lydia comes up and she's like, eh, don't worry about Eli, he's harmless. But, you know, everyone is just fascinated because there's a new face around. And Lydia's got, like, Samuel's um, breakfast she's taking in, some blueberry pancakes. And she's like, you know what, Claire, why don't you take it to Samuel? Score some brownie points, you know, and um, everything's just hunky-dory here. Don't worry about anything here. So Claire's like, okay, sure, whatever. And we go over to Samuel in his trailer, and he is looking through the Primatech box that was fetched in the last episode. And Claire knocks, and Samuel assumes he's Lydia, so he's like, hope you brought syrup. And Claire's like, how'd you know I was bringing pancakes? And then Claire sees the box that he has on his bed. Like, oh, 
I know what that is. And she's like, so that looks a lot like my dad's box. And he's like, listen, Clara, it's 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 just a coincidence. I'm not interested in the past bullshit. I love whatever. that he's literally covering it badly with a sheet or something as he's saying this. Like, no, yes. this is fine. This is not what you think it is. Just full on gaslighting her right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as of right now, Claire is still going back to class on Monday. And Samuel's all, like, dressed up to go to the city. Not quite the dressed up to go to the city he was to go hang out with um, Peter. But he's dressed up to go to the city. And he's off to get someone important for their their big plan. And he's like, listen, Claire, maybe after we get all these people, this place is going to be somewhere where you'll want to stay. And as Claire's like, all right, whatever. And she walks off. (laughs) And we see uh, Eli's keeping an eye on her. Because Samuel is always like, you know, you're free to go. Just stay here. You can leave on Monday. It's your choice. Well, yada, yada, yada. And Eli's like, is she really free to go? And he's like, you know, not in my lifetime. You make sure of that. <laughs> Who's heroes? <laughs> Claire cleaning up the grounds is, again, it's just definite hardcore, like, unpaid intern vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why, why are you doing this on your, like, fucking Thanksgiving break? <laughs> like, why are you, like, doing an unpaid job? Oh, also, Claire, like, straight up quoting fucking Sartre is just real, like, first-year college vibes, too. Like, <laughs> like, yup, she took philosophy classes, watch out! Oh, boy! Oh, boy! So, moving forward, um, in Tokyo, Japan, we're in this, like, street market kind of vibe, and Hiro pops in. <laughs> Because, gosh, however many episodes that was ago, Samuel thought he was going to be hot shit and had that other guy kind of Haitian scramble his brain a little bit and Hero, like, in response, popped away. How long ago was that? Because I was like, that was a long-ass time ago, wasn't it? I was like... It was. was a minute. Because it had to be at least... Because it wasn't... It was before Thanksgiving. No, it was Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. So it's been, like, a full couple episodes or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is a, ostensibly a lead on the show, and, like, just pushed aside like that. It's just, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It kind of goes in with the whole, like, you know, hero's story kind of not being respected as much as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> like, so far this season, it hasn't been too bad for his story, you know what I mean? It's no, just, but if you look at it just in a context of, like, that, like... It's very sprinkled about. Yeah. Anyway. Hero pops into a street market, and he goes up to a ramen vendor, and he's like, I'm looking for Sancho Panza, my sidekick. And the ramen vendor is just like, dude, <laughs> what kind of ramen you want? <laughs> relatable I <laughs> like i i don't have time for this what kind of ramen you want and suddenly this woman is getting robbed like this guy's trying to snatch her purse and hero's all like "Woo, a jedi's work is never done and he grabs this big knife off of the uh ramen stand it's like big butcher knife and um he runs over and he like <laughs> tries to pull the purse away and then he chops the um the uh handle off the purse so he like saves the day and he like hands the purse back to the to the woman who's kind of like, uh, thanks. 
And for his trouble, uh, several policemen run up to him like, drop the knife! (laughs) And he gets arrested because he's still all scrambled up. He's saying, like, all the references, like, I didn't write them all down because there were just so freaking many. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even bother trying. I was like, But as I pasted in the show notes, he's basically the meme where it's like, use the force Harry Gandalf, and then there's a picture of Patrick Stewart. That is Hero right now. He's, like, scrambled up. Yeah, he, like, can't keep any of his shit straight. Like, mm-hmm. it's all, like, I mean, I wrote, like, a list of the things that he mentions from, but not in order. It's, like, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, fucking Don Quixote for some reason. Mm-hmm. Highlander, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into, like, maybe he's not quite as scrambled as we think he is as we move forward in the episode. Which, like, again, it's just, it doesn't it just seem so fucking, like, not cool <laughs> what they're doing with him? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like I'm just it's, alone in that. They're trying to nerf him. I know, and that's it's, what they have to keep doing. Yeah, it goes along with the whole Peter nerf and, yeah. like, the Siler nerf to a degree. yeah. Like, they're, they're trying to, like, nerf these people that they only thought they were going to have to deal with for a season. Yeah, and I guess so. the way that they're doing it with... They, they don't want to just do the same with everyone, I guess. So they're trying to, like, have Hero's Journey be different. But, like, yeah, I guess that's something we can really examine after seeing the whole picture of the season and the series with him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like he keeps getting in these, like, little, like, ridiculous stories. And it's, you know... Because he's supposed to be, like, the comedy relief of the series, you know? Yeah, I know, but, like, it just seems like, compared to what everyone else is doing, it just seems so, I don't know, reductive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Repetitive? Juvenile? I don't know. Like, I don't quite know what word I'm looking for, but it just really sticks out. This is this is one of those things where it's like, I don't know. And I mean, like, Mossy is clearly game. He's, he's doing what he can with it, but they're just not giving him much to do so it's it's yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm just my little complaint boat um okay so we go back to samuel and he's outside like he's outside of the carnival grounds he's out in like the little dirt or in like a you know a lot with nothing in it and we get a flashback to Little baby Samuel and little baby Joseph. And we see little Samuel trying to move this, like, giant boulder and nothing's happening because, you know, obviously he hasn't cracked the code yet and he won't for some time. And Joseph's just, like, such a fucking square. (laughs) (laughs) He comes there in his little, like, his little suit and everything. And Samuel's like, he's the cool, he's the cool brother. He's listening to the devil's music. And, like... (laughs) He's got the rock and roll on his little fucking, like, stereo that he has out there. I just think that was kind of funny, especially mm-hmm. how Joseph turns it off at the end. I was like, oh, Trace is square. <laughs> like, they end up talking about this woman, or this girl, um, Vanessa. And apparently, I mean, you could put it together, just based on what they say, that, you know, Samuel had a thing for this girl that probably came through the carnival. And so... Joseph's like, yeah, you're probably not going to see her again, so it's it's really not a thing for you to get hooked up on. 
But he also doesn't want Samuel to get obsessed with the idea of trying to, like, really get into his power. Because, I mean, obviously we see what happens when they're adults. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I love how he's like, you know what? If you can get people to buy a ticket to watch you not move a rock, like, I'll invite her myself. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. (laughs) Samuel's carrying a torch. I'm sure that'll end well for somebody in the Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) So why would we mention it if we're not going to? you know, do anything with it in an episode or so. Sucks for her. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. He'll show you, brother. (laughs) Just you wait. I just just thought it was funny. I was like, Joseph, you're such a square. (laughs) He is, and he's kind of like asshole brother bot, too. Like, oh, you got hanging up with fucking Vanessa. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Come and see my dirt moving show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Going back um, from there, like, we're in the present, we go back to Claire again, and she's still, like, going around the grounds, and Eli's still being creepy as fuck, like, Jesus. (laughs) I love how Stashwick is being just very upfront about, like, him not being a good dude, (laughs) but it's very (laughs) clear that he's down for whatever, and I'm just like, all right, all right. Whereas Edgar seemed far more conflicty at this point about things. Eli's mm-hmm. like, yes, it's my time now. It's my time to be the dubious fucking, like, henchman of Samuel Sullivan. Mm-hmm. So we see um, Clara go over to, like, the little, like, picnic tables where they eat. And Lydia's there, and she's fighting with her daughter. And it's, like, you can you can see from what they're saying that, like, the daughter is, like, crushing on some guy who's, like, new to the carnival. And Lydia's like, come on. Like, <laughs> Lydia, Lydia all but saying, look how young I am and look how old you are and think about how young I was when I had you. Like, you need to not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, like, typical, like, mother-daughter shit. And Claire loves how normal that is. And she actually speaks to that to Lydia. And she's like, you know, I kind of wonder if having a place like this would have helped my relationship with my mom. Like, yeah, I know, you know, we had our moments, but also would it have been okay if we were in an environment where I could, like, you know, lose a finger or something and it wouldn't have been the end of the world? Like, would, would the honesty that we could have had been different for us? Like, would that have helped things? Um, but basically... She's just sitting here, you know, trying to talk to Lydia, and and Lydia's like, well, you know, like, this place has its own problems, and she's trying to see if Lydia knows, like, why is she here? Why is Claire here? Why is she so damn important to this? Why is Samuel being so weird about it? And also, why is he bringing in so many people? Like, he seems to be bringing in a lot of new people, because Lydia says, like, basically, it didn't used to be like this. It used to be much more close-knit, but now there's all kinds of fuckos running around. And so Claire goes and she leaves the little picnic area and she's snooping around Samuel's trailer and she obviously runs smack into Eli because, like, his whole job is to keep an eye on her and also to keep her out of things like that. And, he, and he's like, well, you know, if it isn't Nancy Drew, like, something I can help you with? And he's being all sinister about it. And he's like, don't you have a job to be doing? Aren't you on beautification duty? Like, shouldn't you go be doing that? Maybe you shouldn't be snooping around Samuel's, like, fucking trailer when he's not there. Like, threatening, but Mm -hmm. not threatening, you know? Like, as we see, like, throughout the episode, like, Eli is not the sharpest crayon in the box, (laughs) and I think that's why also Samuel picks him to be his new number two, because he's not going to challenge him like Edward kind of does. absolutely not, yeah. Different, different uh, thing going on with both those characters entirely, so, yeah. Yeah. I also like how Meredith is just, like, not there to sell the, oh, it's perfect, we're just perfect here all the time narrative anymore. Oh, you mean Lydia? (laughs) 
<sighs> Who did Meredith? I say? <laughs> okay, I said Meredith for a reason because her like Claire's little like um thing like what if I was raised here? Has anyone ever done a fic where it was like Meredith and Claire in the carnival? Probably. That's why I said Meredith because I had that on my brain. So I was thinking that when you were talking. I I know why you said that. Like it makes sense. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably maybe because it's it's all right there. I don't know because like if you really want to get into it, but at this point in the proceedings, the fandom was much less than it was. Um, So maybe no one has written that fic. Maybe someone can go do that right now. Like they escaped the company and. End up at the carnival, like, when she was a baby and she was raised in this. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It would be a story that would make a lot of sense. Someone could someone could make that happen. If they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something I thought about when you were talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we briefly go back over to Hero again. And they've brought Hero back to um, Yamagato. And, you know, we get to see Ando again, who we also haven't seen in a while because of the fracturing of the hero storyline from everything else. Mm-hmm. And he's stoked to see Hero, but immediately realizes, oh, great, his mind's fucked again. Like, <laughs> it's always something. But obviously, it's a different context this time because, like, even the cops are like, oh, you know, there's resources for dealing with mentally ill people. Like, you should look into it. And he's like, dude, he's not mentally ill. He has a brain tumor. Like, he's sick. He's real sick. And... Mm-hmm. It makes sense, because, like, if it was just the brain tumor, that's fully the kind of thing that would be happening. So, um, yeah, it's a good instinct. But, yeah, it's it's cool to see Ando again for a second, and obviously we see him more later, but um, he's been missing in action as well. So. Yeah, we haven't seen him longer. No. <laughs> no, we have not. It has been a long while since we've seen Ando. It has, indeed. It might have even been in the past the last time we saw him, which was, like, the... Once Upon a Time in Texas, wasn't that what Oh, God, I think was? you're right. Technically, I think you're right. That's nuts. So, let's go. Someone else we haven't seen in a little bit. Emma. Hey. <laughs> Remember Emma? I do. Because I don't think we've seen her for at least two episodes. Yeah, so. she wasn't part of Thanksgiving. She was before that, so. Yeah. I wonder how her Thanksgiving yeah, went. Yeah, me too. Hasn't <laughs> anyone gone to ask? Peter should have invited yeah. her over. It would have been a grand old time. <laughs> he might have had he not been <laughs> preoccupied with a few other things. <laughs> She's at the hospital. She gets some mail. And one of the pieces of mail she gets is a letter from a college of medicine. And it is a rejection. Like, oh, we were overwhelmed with applicants. But, you know, be sure to apply again next year. So, of course, that, like, you know, doesn't put her in a great mood. And she heads home, and she goes to play her cello when her doorbell rings. And, oop, who is at the door but Samuel? And, of course, he fucking knows sign language. (laughs) Of course he fucking does. So he, like, he signs to her and talks to her. It just seems very, like, right, doesn't it, that he would know that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or at least the little bit to talk with her at first, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just basic stuff. Maybe they, they have someone, like, there that, Actually, like, can help help you learn languages or something. You know, and honestly, <laughs> it, it it's not out of the realm of possibility that they have had a, um, a hard of hearing or, a, 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 like, a, 
or a totally deaf person in the carnival before, so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's like, because he knew Japanese too. It's like, of course he does. He knows every fucking thing. <laughs> so he has a conversation with her and he's like, I'm like you, not deaf, obviously, but like, you know, special. And she keeps trying to shut the door on him. She's like, I don't want to hear it <laughs> right now. And she only stops and he's like, I'm the one that sent you the cello. And he pulls his sleeve up to show her his tattoo, which matches the mark on the cello. And that kind of gives her pause, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. This episode is a lot of, like, little f- f- that's, scenes that's, back and forth, Yeah, exactly. Really. I think that's why it's so inoffensive, ultimately, because you just kind of flitter around so much. It's like, all right. We know why it was offensive to us back in the day. Like, where is Siler? Where yeah, is exactly, Peter? Exactly. Well, you do get and, like, Peter where is at all the, the end, other people? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We're there. You're no shatter. I don't give a shit. What's he up to? Because, you know, it was very that. Can't say it wasn't. I just have to say, I really respect the branding of the carnival, putting that fucking compass on everything. <laughs> like, yes. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. So, back at Yamagato with Ando and Hiro, um, he's like, Hiro's like, it's the Swamp Dragon at Castle Arkham. We have to rescue Dr. Watson. And he keeps kind of repeating that same sentiment over and over. And Anna's like, what the fuck, dude? And Kimiko comes in. She's like, I've got the number of the best neurosurgeon in all of Japan. <laughs> and Anna's like, great. But, like, he's trying to tell us something. Maybe we need to hold, pump the brakes on it. And she's like, listen, motherfucker, that's my brother. <laughs> and he's like, the only fail that I got left, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And he's like, this, like, someone took a spoon and, like, scrambled his fanboy brain up. Because he's like, he's trying to tell us something. And... He Hero mentions at some point like the a danger room and it's like from X Men. He's like, God, I can't believe I freaking know that. But he's like, it's also where Hero keeps all of his comics. So let's go check that out. Hero and I are gonna go check that out. And you just hold off on calling that neurosurgeon for the moment, Kimiko. And Kimiko's kind of like, really, you can tell she's upset about Mm. it. But they both leave anyway. I think, like, that's my thing, ultimately, with why I'm not just, like, fully ranting about all this. It's just, like, it is an interesting thing to take his, his yeah, to scramble his fanboy brain and to use it to use, like, coded messages to try to, like, get what he needs to say out. That is a, a fun approach and a different approach than what we've dealt with with the hero and his, like, mind ability. Uh, or, like, his, I guess, his fucking memory issues and stuff before, like... Because he's not been taken back to a child, which we've had done before. Right. It's like he know, and he knows what he wants to communicate. He just yeah, that's the thing. Like at first, you're just like, oh, we're doing this shit again. But then you know, once you kind of realize, oh, it's a puzzle to solve. That's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like clearly something else is loose for him to be like asking ramen vendors and <laughs> yes, <laughs> slicing a woman's purse handles off. <laughs> yes. But it's not back to like ten year old hero again. Yeah, like, he's not, you know, yeah, he's not, like, a child, but, I mean, obviously, he's not, like, totally there in terms of how to behave, <laughs> like, how to, like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that makes sense, too, because if he thinks he's in all these, like, fictional works, then he can be over the top. That's expected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so Samuel and Emma, how's, how's, how's his little, his little moment with her going? Yeah, so back to them. He's like, I'm interested in people, you know, like us, and I know what you can do. 
you know, and someone else like them who can see far away found her, and that's how he's here. And he also apologizes for not being upfront with, like, that he was the one who set the cello when she initially got it. And he's like, it was meant for someone else originally that I was close to, but we lost her. But I can see it's found its proper home now. And Emma's like, I love it, but <laughs> last time I played it, I cracked the wall. We see the big crack on her wall. And he was like, yeah, your fear did it. You need to let go so you can release your true ability so you won't, like, do that again. And he's like, all right, so I need, I do, there is a rub, I need you <laughs> for something. And he needs her help to find someone named Ian Michaels, a.k.a. the file he pulled out of the Primatech box. He's like you, he's overwhelmed with his gifts, but he's way more lost than you are. And he thought he was losing his mind when the moss and flowers grew from his footsteps. And he thinks he lives in Central Park now. And Emma is not exactly sure why he came to her for help. We'll find out why shortly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really fucked up power. That would be like a drug trip that never ends. They've had, again, someone in the comics that had this ability. Yeah, in the comics, but, you know, in the show it's different. So. Something similar, anyway. Yeah, I like how they present it, though, because really you would lose your fucking mind if you lived in a very urban place like New York City and, like, all this, like, <laughs> flowers and grass and trees started appearing everywhere you went you would fully think you were losing it yes yes yeah so how's uh how's claire doing in the carnival still doing a lot of unpaid work which i still don't understand um <laughs> why <laughs> she feels she needs to actually do that um so she's moving around a box of like prize stuffies and she's glaring at eli who was like fully step for step like across from her like the entire time and uh, she manages to, like, evade him, and she gets, uh, she runs off into the Hall of Mirrors. And he stupidly, this is where Rachel said he was a dumbass, because, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, Hall of Mirrors, I got you. And so he, he goes in after her, but he goes in as himself, as the prime. The others are outside the exits. Um, and so, you know, he goes in and obviously it's like a play on the fact that he's, you know, multiples and he's everywhere. And now Claire's everywhere because, you know, all the different mirrors, all the different reflections. And she's like, yeah, you know, how's the taste of that? And he's like, oh, ha ha, you know, you're just real clever. And he goes for her, but he goes for the wrong one. And he smacks into a mirror and then she hits him with a stool. <laughs> and it's great. It's just some cartoony bullshit right there. He just bam right in the mirror. Um... Go Claire, honestly. She can be so capable. Like, yeah. Forget. Um, so she uses this moment now that the Prime is knocked out. The others have, you know, we see them, like, fade away outside. Um, to actually go into Samuel's trailer and try to figure out what the fuck's going on. So she looks through the stolen files. And um, it's also got a topographic map, which is interesting. And then she sees a framed photo of him and his brother as teenagers. And before she can go any further in her little investigation, suddenly, you know, they, they have this, like, really uh, grating, like, gear sound effect. And uh, we see her get yanked out of the trailer very jerkily. And it's like, well, obviously she's being puppet manipulated. Um, and so she's she ends up outside the trailer with your friend and mine, Eric Doyle. <laughs> Again, Eli, not the, the sharpest. <laughs> 
for the fucking the beer without two seconds thought, and it's so funny. Smash. <laughs> and, like, just g- deciding that I, the Prime, I'm gonna go in. Well, he has to. <laughs> he can't of... send one of his little, like, buddies. Like, she was smart about that, so... Yeah. Well, if he sent the buddy in, there would still he could send like three buddies in, have him be on one of the yeah. exits and like push her toward that exit. But he you know? wanted that satisfaction himself. Yeah, these villains would be dumb. The sharpest crayon. <laughs> yeah. You think part of Claire was kind of disappointed at how easy it was? She's like with Siler, it used to be like a whole ass episode. This was five minutes with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably it's not very stimulating, you know. <laughs> Not very exciting or challenging. So, yeah, they come back from break and, um, you know, Doyle's got her pinned outside of the trailer and he's like, you're, 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 you're just a fucking spy, huh? You're working for your father. And she's like, no, that's not what's going on. Like, I totally believe Samuel, but like, he's collecting us and don't you think that's kind of sus? And he's like... Uh, you only see the worst in people. And honestly, after what she's been through, I'm like, yeah, and she deserves to. <laughs> like, yeah. Doyle, <laughs> Doyle, honey, sweetie pie, um, you're part of that, which you know and joked about last episode. But also, you don't know what Claire's been through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. speaking of our favorite missing person this episode, she she got metaphorically, mm-hmm, and, um... <laughs> It's, yep. uh, yeah, so she, she's been through a fucking lot, bud. She has the right, I think, to be suspicious and to want to, you know, get all these answers that nobody's asking questions about. And he's just concerned because, like, he knows that him being good is very tenuous, I think. He knows that. He's like, this place is good for me. These people were good for me. I don't want you to ruin this good thing. That I've got going here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about the start of what their conversation is. So we get yeah. more into it in, in, uh, later on. But yeah. Well, he's really pushing that good thing because he makes her hold an arrow to her neck and he's like, I'll pin you to the trailer waiting for Samuel to come back and see you here. <laughs> right? It's like, Jesus, buddy. He can't chill. They, the have, they have no chill. <laughs> no. Yeah. So after that, we go back to Japan. And we have the reemergence of the great sidekick argument. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most standard things between Ando and Hero, no matter what their mental state or physical state or how things are going for them. It's always that fucking argument. Mm -hmm. So basically, he tries to decode the puzzle of it all. Did you write better notes for this than I did? Because I feel like you might have. Uh, I wrote a little notes, but like, yeah, I've got the puzzle. If you okay, want me to tell you, because I was, I just kind of like wrote little bits of it, but I feel like you might have the more the whole thing, like how they go from this to this to figure out what this means, and like, yeah, um, yeah. So, hero keeps going on about swamp dragons, <laughs> uh-huh. and Anna's like, "The fuck are you talking about swamp dragons for?" But then hero brings up Kurt Connors, who is the lizard from Spider Man. And that makes Ando think about Florida, like swamp dragons, alligators, <laughs> lizards. <laughs> and he's like, all right, so Arkham Asylum, what are you trying to tell me there? And he like looks up um, asylums in Florida and comes across Riverdale Asylum. Mm-hmm. 
And Hero is like, yes, I knew you could freaking do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that was the little train of thought that they got for where they need to go. Yeah, yeah. plus, like, the unsaid thing here is that Mohinder's there and he is the wizard, so. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's like, oh, it's because he's a doctor. I'm like, no, it's because he was a lizard. And that's funny. Yeah. And Ando doesn't put that piece in. No, they don't know about that, right? Well, Hero knows where he is. No, but they don't know about Lizard Mo. Do they? Okay, that's interesting. So I now. think that was a thing for us, <laughs> more so than them, by using that name. They could have said, they could have said Dr. Jonathan Crane. They could have said, like, absolutely anybody who makes more sense to be in fucking Arkham than a Marvel character. So, yeah. Oh, no, I'm obsessed with, like, did they get any glimpse of Lizard Mohinder? I'm pretty sure they didn't, because they were insanely separate from all of that. As always. It wasn't until Fugitives that they became, like, all up in that. Like, with Mohinder and everyone again. So, yeah. temporarily. Interesting. Okay. So, I think that was for us. I honestly do. Yeah, I, think that was I a agree. Wink. Like, oh, Kurt Connors. Wink. Wink, 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 wink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, again, why a Marvel character in a DC asylum? That doesn't make sense. The scramble. Yeah, I know, but, you know, they, they could have easily yeah, yeah, yeah. done, like, there's a million doctors they could have mentioned. So. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. Lizard Mohinder. Mm-hmm. Get into it. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they solved that puzzle, as Rachel so helpfully um, filled in for us. And uh, Hero's like, all right, bud, I gotta, I gotta go do this on my own. And and I was like, okay, yeah, sure, bud, if it keeps you from just getting into danger and, and shenanigans on your own, I'm your sidekick. Great, yeah, I'm at your service, Sancho that's me. So, like, <laughs> he doesn't want to leave him on his own silly-ass self, and that's uh, uh, a good instinct. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're going to go off on... Yeah, another quest together. Sadly, I think it's going to be their last one chronologically. But yes, I think so. You can tell, like, once Ando solves it, that like Hero is a little bit more at peace because he's like, you know, you're the bravest sidekick I know. Yeah. And because yeah, like I guess if anyone was going to figure it out, it would be someone who's had to put up with Hero shit for. <laughs> years <laughs> that's the thing right is like when he's like oh i can't believe i know that earlier it's like you probably know a lot more than you think but because i think he says that again about something some of these other references uh-huh. he's grabbing in this episode yeah like which is why like Arkham, he gets probably. stuck on swamp dragons yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 well yeah that's like, what the fuck is a swamp dragon yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so going back to that um samuel's trying to explain more of emma's power and he's trying to explain to her that her emotions become one with the music that she's, you know, that she's performing. And that also she's able to bring people to her, like like a siren song, which we've said before on here. Mm-hmm. And so what he wants her to do is to concentrate on the guy from the files and draw him to you. Make your prayers into song, is what he says. So she's there and they're in the park and she's got her cello and she starts to play. And once again, people totally stop what they're doing and they gather to watch her play. Including, hey, it's the man they're looking for. What up, dude? And so Samuel goes to him. And he's like, it's all right. You know, just let the music play you up. Like, like you're, you're safe. You're here. And as he's there, 
feeling like calm and at peace, he's also, his ability is also letting loose. And we see the leaves turning green on a fucking tree in the middle of New York City in the late fall. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> they do like a little, again, it's very flit-flit this episode. Like, fucking hummingbird, man. Because they go to commercial and they come back and we see... Um, Ian getting examined at Emma's hospital and Samuel's very grateful to her. He's like, Hey, you know, if you ever, if you want to help more of us, there's a place for you. If you'd like to come visit. And he gives her the compass because he's got a bunch of them, I guess. And, um, and so he's like, we could use a doctor and a siren. Um, he wants her to find her direction. You know, all this like compassy, like metaphor shit. And so she goes off to do her, you know, go about her business and we see the focus shift to Samuel and the man now and uh Ian's just you know he's doing the thing like oh I thought I was you know different from everyone and and Samuel's like no you're you're not different you're special like I'm special this is this is the thing that you know we have that makes us stand out and so they're having this little conversation but they're interrupted because Samuel gets distracted by a news report on the television that's playing in the hospital. Uh. Uh, and that news report has to concern itself with the tragic airplane crash that has led to the death of one Mr. Senator Nathan Petrelli, who was apparently piloting a plane on his own. There was an accident and he has died. They John Denvered him. <laughs> How convenient. How very convenient. Well, I mean, he is a fucking pilot. They could make that play. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, it's like perfect. Yep. He was the only, he, he was piloting <laughs> and the only passenger. It's just something extremely common for small planes. You know what I mean? Oh, and also like, even if he wasn't like a legit, like former, you know, military, blah, blah, blah. It's such a rich person hobby, too. (laughs) Yes. It goes in all ways. So, yeah. Nathan died all by himself. Don't go looking in the wreckage. (laughs) Well, they found his remains in the wreckage. No, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, don't go asking questions. This totally works. Mm -hmm. Exceptionally convenient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh. Like, uh, if Samuel wasn't such a fucking psychopath... (laughs) (laughs) This carnival thing would probably be a great thing. (laughs) Well, it goes back to the Magneto argument, doesn't it? Like, (sighs) Magneto, you know, it's like, Magneto made good points sometimes. (laughs) Like, did he want to murder humans? Yes. But (laughs) did they drive him to that point? Also, yes. Yeah. Because it's like the idea of, oh, yeah, it would be great if these people had, like, a very welcoming community, a self-sustaining community. That they could then just, you know, live their lives as themselves, but living as a smaller part of the greater, like, scope of humanity, humanity would never let that be. So, it's the old yep. thing you come, it's the old conflict you keep coming back to, so. They use in many a thing. It's us and them. It's always, it always comes back to us and them. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we go back to Claire still being pinned on the trailer by Doyle. 
And she starts being snippy with him. She's like, "Ugh, you're weak. You would have pinned my mouth shut by now. And he's like, don't tempt me, Barbie. (laughs) And (laughs) she's like, just listen to me. Samuel is up to something. And Doyle's like, no, I'm a good man now. This place is good for me. I've not done anything bad since I've got here. Because Joseph sent me straight. And he showed me, like, what's good about my ability. And then that, like, catches Claire's ear. Like, Joseph? And she's like, is that his brother? Is that who's in the photo? And he's like, yeah, you know, he didn't want me here first, but Samuel convinced him. So this was before Joseph died. Doyle's been here since then. Which is interesting. And she's like, I don't want to destroy this place, Doyle. But whatever Samuel is up to, it's not good for any of you. And he he finally is just like, okay, whatever. And he lets her down. And he's like, go talk to Lydia she might have more answers for you than I do. Claire goes to Lydia and she asks, why does Samuel have a map of the valley, the valley that they're in? And she doesn't give give her a straight answer right away. She's like, listen, Samuel was not always in charge. Uh, Joseph was the founder and made this place their home. And Claire on her own puts two and two together that Samuel killed Joseph. And Claire's like, you know, I wasn't sure about this place, but it is special here for a lot of people. But the only thing wrong with it is Samuel. And Lydia is like, please, Claire, you have to help us. You know, you're my only hope. (laughs) Find someone who can stop Samuel. And Claire says she will and then is grabbed by Eli. Like, yep, guess he woke up. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a little bit of a commercial break there, I believe. And it's light now, and <laughs> Claire is sitting cross-armed outside, like, Samuel's trailer being pretty much guarded by Eli. And up comes Samuel, like, what are you doing? She's not a prisoner. And Eli is all, question mark? <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> like, you just, did you not tell me to fucking not let her leave? <laughs> and Samuel's just like, ugh, stay or go, it's your choice, Claire. What, I'm sorry, but God, ugh. This guy. Can you believe it? Oh, this guy. Jesus. Eli leaves. And Claire's like, Samuel, did you kill your brother? (laughs) And, oh my god, the fucking performance that Samuel puts on now. I'm like, you are a fucking psychopath. Yeah. He gets all like, ugh. Ugh. And he's like, it was an accident. And then he like, he paints the picture again that was like, he sold us out to the government to Danko. You remember Danko, don't you? Who worked with your father. You remember this, you know? And she's like, no, 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 no. This is not about me. This is about what you you did. And he's like, oh, I had to protect this family. You should understand that. Father has to protect this family. Again, he's like fucking like rapid spinning trying to like adjust this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like, why do you have a map of the valley? What are you planning on doing here? Now that he can show her. Because he takes her and Ian out into that very same rock that he was by earlier. And he's like, listen, every artist needs a canvas, and Ian here is Picasso. And Ian's looking around, and he's like, ah, I need some water. And so Samuel easily shifts the earth now, and water comes up forth. And Ian touches the ground, and we see grass growing everywhere and greenery. Samuel and Claire both agree that it's it's beautiful what he just did, like this gorgeous, like greenery that has sprouted up everywhere and Claire's like, well, what is this? And Sam was like, this is our new home and God, Joseph would have loved it. 
sure he would have. And he's like, this is why we need more family, Claire, to make like a bigger future. And he's like, you know what? It can be your home too. And Claire's like, ah, no, no, no. I have a home and I'm going back to it. And he's like, oh, that's, you know, that's fine. It's your choice. <laughs> but you can always come back whenever you want. And like, maybe the, when you come back, it'll be a much better home for it. So Claire walks away and we see her pulling her phone out. And God, girls got a lot of voicemails. And the first two are from her father. Like, Claire, call me. We have to talk. Claire, please call me. We have to talk. And then she has a voicemail from Peter saying, hey, you need to call me. I have something to tell you. Mm. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, it just, it just goes back to the thing we said about, like, the whole Magneto thing where it's like, yeah, it would be nice, but it's not practical. It, it's There's always going to be conflict, so, you know. And I mean, like, I like that the whole going to get Ian, it had a point. And that's, like, her focusing on the map was, like, the least dramatic part of, like, everything else he has going on, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm just trying to make this place inhabitable for our family, you know? I mean, yeah, it would be nice if they could have, like, their little, like, you know, little homestead, like, you know, dream. But, like... Mm-hmm. Also, that's... Well, it sort of goes in with the whole, like, Carney argument, too, doesn't it? Where it's like, why do we have to be off the grid like hippies, like, to, to, to live, you know? Like, yeah. this is bullshit. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. most people aren't gonna... Like, a lot of people aren't gonna want to just not have, like, you know modern conveniences and stuff and like yeah i I don't don't think that Mm -hmm, that would have gone over mm -hmm. so that's all i can ever think of when when they're all like oh you know why would i want to go work at a carnival and it's like oh yeah why would they want to go be hippies because like yeah 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 it's for some people definitely not for all nope it's not a one-size-fits-all approach i guess is what i'm saying Mm -hmm, mm-hmm um yeah, why don't you uh, <laughs> why don't you why don't you finish up the episode with the really um, sad thing that I didn't think that they would put in at the end of an episode, but they sure did. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this episode, but technically, as I will say, this is was technically the beginning of the uh, or the middle of a two of the uh, yeah. two parter. So strap in, people. We are at Nathan Petrelli's funeral. Yeah, that's right. We're at his funeral. Ugh. We see Peter walking up to the casket and then sitting by his mother. And we see Noah is there. And then we see a cab pull up and Claire arrive. And she walks in and knows, like, I'm glad you're safe. And Claire's like, from what? Where I came from? Or this lie? So Claire knows now. She found out and we didn't get to see her reaction to the uh, lie being exposed. Yeah, that's actually kind of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Right, yeah. But... She clearly knows now because she knows this whole thing is kind of a farce. Yep. And he's like, I know, I know you took the compass. She's like, yeah, I'm not giving it back. Because again, Claire, <laughs> she is like a spinning compass at this point. She thinks she's going in one direction and then something happens and it spins her back the other way. That's very true. So we have Peter giving a eulogy. I didn't write the whole thing down, but I wrote down kind of the cliff note version. Yeah, I didn't either, but same. And it's pretty much like, you know, Nathan, he taught me a lot, like a bunch of things that a father should teach a son, but you know, dad wasn't there. And I wish it was dad that was there because Nathan, he didn't make it easy. He would like throw it too high, throw it long because he just wanted, 
me to be ready for anything. And I'm ready, brother, for whatever comes. And Point of Peter order. Kisses the... Yeah? Arthur would have made it hard, too. He was a dick. <laughs> Gosh, probably. That always, bo- that always bothered me in that line. I'm like, who are we talking about here? We saw in the Arthur comic with them going deer hunting. Yeah. He's a dick. He would have made it hard, too. I understand what Peter was going for, but the, you know... The way that it's said, I'm like, no. I feel like he probably would have, but at the same time, he probably, you know, he had all his eggs in the Nathan basket. He really and truly did, did. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, doesn't it kind of feel like the skateboard thing is more of a Milo thing than a Peter thing? Probably, yeah. He's a little skateboard <laughs> boy when he was younger. Yeah. I, no, it's just, it's, it's the whole, like... Melding together the blurring of the lines between him being sad about Nathan and Milo legit being sad that Adrian's not on the show anymore when they were very good friends. So yes, you know. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. That's all. So you know, I'm ready, brother, for whatever comes. And he kisses the casket, and we get the whole because remember, Nathan was a Navy pilot, so we oh. get the whole pomp and circumstance. Yep, and we see the men come in and fold the flag. They present it to Angela. He gets the 21-gun salute. We even have jets flying over because, goddamn, remember, he was, like, a senator. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a big deal. Like, uh, uh, you know, yeah, he was in the military, and he was also, like, he had, like, medals and stuff. And, like, yeah, so. Yeah. And he was a fucking senator. He gets the whole thing. Yeah, so we get to see, like, yeah, the jets fly over and Peter watching and... It's not a to-be-continued. It's a Heroes Continues now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Unless you watch on Peacock, and then it's just to be continued. <laughs> it is to be continued. Yeah, yeah. on on my yeah. thing, it was Heroes continues now. Yeah, yeah. Which I was worried because we <laughs> we started watching. We watched it together, and you had fallen behind me, but then got done before me. And I was like, "Did they cut it up again?" <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what happened, man. But like, yeah. I, I did end up pausing a fair bit. But uh, that probably is what did it, honestly. Mm-hmm. You just whoo snuck up on me. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that funeral scene fucks me up because it's way too close to what I went through at about the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if memory mm-hmm. serves, I didn't watch that episode live. Even it was on my DVR. I watched it like a few days after because of uh, stuff going on in my own family. Um, mm-hmm. So watching. That was extremely emotional for me at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, sad days. And, and, and we're not done either. Like, we're going to be, like, directly going to the after funeral. Like, we're we're still going to deal with the messy-ass emotions of the family, like. Yes. In the next episode. And that really, ugh, that really kills me, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those flags. They, get, they they don't just give them to, to like the mom. They give them to everyone. Yeah, because I think I believe Simon, Monty, and Heidi were there. But I think Heidi had like a hat on. Yeah, because <laughs> so it could... totally wasn't the actress. <laughs> yeah, like it was like it meant to be like implied that that was Heidi. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was always kind of bummed out that they didn't show Peter getting a flag. And I think I said it at the time too. I was like, they should have shown Peter getting one of those because everybody does. So yeah, they probably like you know cut for time oh i know like, keep it's it just tight. he was in such a little like you know state it would have been a nice little button to it but um that's okay or it's possible the writers didn't realize that 
Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they don't under, under like, all circumstances. I don't know. I thought everybody got one. God knows we have a lot of fucking flags. <laughs> yeah. Also, can I just, like, completely off topic, but the Midwestern way that you guys say flag is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a different way? It's what, really flag? great. Uh, because what? of the vowel. Uh, well, no, because... Because my, my friend slash co-worker Sarah is from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you guys say it the same way, and I think it's, I think it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you really lean on the E, and it's like flag. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't hear it for myself. You know how it is, actually. No, she, she's making these really great little, like, handmade bookmarks, and she was teaching herself how to do it with a color pattern that replicates, like, uh, pride flags mm-hmm. and um so when she was talking about it the other day at work it was like you know make it look like the flag <laughs> and i was like e, <laughs> the flag <laughs> i'm sorry i'm an asshole <laughs> it's so cute the way you guys say some stuff <laughs> i'm just saying I, just... I hear i hear midwestern accents twice as much now is what i'm saying <laughs> You're surrounded by it. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, sad day. It's, it's, um, I did like that they actually showed whether, I mean, it wasn't Nathan, really, but it is cool that they still did, like, a funeral, and they will do an after funeral on the show. Like, they didn't have to. They could have glossed over it easily, but, um. Mm-hmm. I, I like how the show is committed to really trying to commemorate the passing of the character, but also because they didn't get a chance to, what with the big, you know, lie that they had going on. But also, like, it, so much of this last half of the show is about Peter's emotional journey with grief. And, um, it's, it's, it's cool that they let that be, like, his story, kind of, for the end of the season. Like, yeah, he still does some superhero shit, but it's not just that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it gets back into like his interior life in like a really nice way that like an earlier season would have done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, just, I just think that's neat. Yeah, we've still got stuff coming, some of which I don't remember, which is fine. I just remember a lot of the Peter stuff, but I don't remember a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Like I have ideas of what happens with like Claire and Noah and the carnival. Like I have like little inklings in my head, but I fully don't remember a lot of that. So. I remember a couple big notes with it, but yeah, I don't remember everything. Yes. I don't remember exactly how the finale comes together in terms of the things that happened at the park and everything either. Like, Mm -hmm. we'll get there. So, sooner than you think. So, I'm not obviously going to ask if this episode slapped because it didn't slap, (laughs) but like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is the worst episode ever. Because we spent two years mentioning it and being like, oh, God, not that one. Yeah. Like, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, really, I'm going to have to go back and figure out what my most hated episode is now, though. God, you know, it, yeah. it, it might be a season two episode. I'm really starting to think it might be now that I'm thinking about it. it it's. I think we're going to do... Our five favorite and our five least favorite episodes. Oh, man. That's going to be hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's be really hard. Because this ourselves... might still fall toward the least favorite. We should give ourselves parameters to make it. Yes. Like, your your five, you get one from each volume. Oh. Yep. 
I like that. That's fun. Yeah. And same with the five least. You get one from each volume. You can't harp on a season you didn't like. So. I like that. Good call. Yeah. Should I uh, give us our socials then? Sure. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you'd like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like box of bears that Claire was carrying around the carnival. Uh, Keisha is at lady underscore snark. We can't do better than box of bears, really. (laughs) We did box of popcorn last time. (laughs) Listen. What, what would be a better B? Um, okay. So, Burb Burb with with a B, like brother who is dead now. Burb with a B, like Battlestar Galactica. You know, the other NBC Universal show that Hero just happened to mention stuff from. (laughs) There we go. (sighs) Oh. You little Cylon, you. <laughs> um, yeah. Keisha, Keisha is at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, have you been tweeting? Um, Yeah, I watched some movies that I liked, and I watched a couple Candymans yesterday. <laughs> I watched the old one and the new one back to back, which is, like, a pretty good way to do it, honestly. Because they're very, like, yeah, the second one really... I think benefits from having watched that classic one first, but Candyman, don't say it in a mirror. You're going to get fucked up. <laughs> um, I haven't been tweeting about anything. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, you can send us an email. We are eclipsepod at gmail.com. Um, which we probably won't see. Cause that's just the way we do. <laughs> us trying to call sell out. And it's like, Oh wait, <laughs> I swear the last time I looked, which I guess was longer ago than I thought, there was nothing in there. <laughs> I stopped adding it to my Google accounts on my phone because I was like, there's never anything in there. I'm not going to check that. So, yeah. 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 Whoops. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Egg on our face. Guess what? Um, I guess so. The best way, though, to call us out or to just talk about the show is through the Discord. The link Ooh. will be in the show notes. Um, yeah. If you want to give us a rating, a like, on wherever you listen to us, that would be cool. If you want to leave us a comment, figure out one of the ways that I told you earlier to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that wraps it up for us. So have a great day whenever you're listening to this, you know? Yeah. Just because we're going through the winter sads doesn't mean everyone needs to. Yeah. I think you can fully tell throughout the episode. I'm just like, uh huh, yep. And then that happened, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be like a shorter episode for sure. Uh, yeah, because uh, seasonal depression is a bitch. So, yeah. we'll see you later, guys. Bye bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Next time on Eclipsed, Lauren gives Noah the perfect Christmas gift, a subject to interrogate. Peter once again ruins a dress shirt with his own blood. And Siley returns to the carnival only to get half of his face blasted off in a dust storm. But, like, who wouldn't still, you know? And, like, does that make someone a monster fucker if so? These are important questions to consider when you tune in for the next episode of Eclipsed. <laughs>